Hey there, friends and fellow adventurers. I'm Alex Reed, the DM for Cocked, a real play RPG podcast, and your guide for the lands of Banassas. Welcome back to the 24th episode of Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. We are actually going to resume asking questions at the beginning of our episodes. And this week, the question is What is your character's most treasured possession? <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Alex Groves. I play Agard the Furball Druid. Um, Agard's most treasured possession is his um, uh, Luckstone that he got from his grandfather. Um, player of the other PCs probably haven't seen it. He usually wears it underneath his clothing, but it's a well, it looks like a polished stone when you get close to it. It's like like the head of a cat that he wears around his neck. It's a it's a Luckstone. It's a magic item, and he got it from his um, grandfather when he passed. It's like the head of a cat. Yeah, it's really That's so cute. Yeah. According to the manual, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Hi, I'm Reggie Morris. I play Bronco Ultu. Um, Bronco's most treasured item that he has with him is his notebook, just where he um, oh. puts all his notes for his research. All of his thoughts are there. Um, just anything that they come upon is in that notebook, jot, like jotted out somewhere. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Jessica Reed. I play Katie, a dragonborn fighter. Um, Katie's most treasured possession would be her, currently her ring, um, that is on a leather cord around her neck. Um, she hasn't probably shown, I think she's only shown Braca the ring, but not necessarily what it can do because she doesn't really have that knowledge per se yet. But it is from her mother, so it's her most treasured possession right now. Unfortunately, Connor Joyner will not be able to join us for the next few sessions. And with that, let's listen to the ending of last episode to recap exactly what took place. Do you guys want me to go first? I will go with you. Okay. Agard puts his hand on Alfred's back and walks with him. And you guys kind of, in Ebron, Braca, and Katie, you see as they start to enter the tree, it's almost like reality bends. And they start to shrink as they start to approach the tree. Mm. And they go in and... While you're standing there, you look, and Agard becomes about the size of Braca, and Alfred becomes about the size of a dog, and they both kind of go through, and you see as they just disappear on the other side, Agard and Alfred walk through, and as they come out, you hear this, almost like this twisting and breaking sound. Mm-hmm. And you come out of the tree on the other side, and as you look back, you can just see there's a small circle of light, and right. you can make out the different bodies that were standing around the uh, area of the tree as you just traveled through a tree. I mean, Braca will just follow right behind them. I'll okay. follow Braca. I was going to say Braca shrinks. Katie shrinks. And they go through. I'll go through. I'm just invisible last. then. Now we will resume as members of the party find themselves on top of a hill next to the main road with a Vorgos in sight. So, you guys have traveled through the trees 
You are stepping out of a large oak tree that overlooks the Morgos. As you step out and you begin to look around, you see Alfred made it through, Agard is there, Katie is there, and Braca is there. I won't make you guys roll for it. It's quite obvious. Ebron is not with you. And the portal seals behind you as the tree comes back into its own. And there's no longer a, what looks like a doorway between trees. Okay. Do, do we feel like he is trapped in the tree or something? You can make a... Like a nature or something? Or? That's what I was thinking. I, I would think nature. To 23? Um, you feel... You feel like with these types of spells, mm-hmm. there is the ability that two groups end up in two different places. Okay. Um, there, There is a chance mm-hmm. based on how knowledgeable the person who casts the spell is with that location, mm-hmm. knowing that Polyphony, who is the one that casts it, is from the Fey realm. Mm-hmm. She's not as familiar with this area. She was here in Avorgos, like she told you guys. They did kind of scout out the town and explain it to you, but this isn't where they're natively from, so something could have happened with those spells like that. There is a... a the chance goes up depending on how familiar they are with the area, but okay. there is a chance that not everybody gets through where they should be. Okay. Do we have any of the Dryad folk around? Like, did somebody come with us? No. Uh, okay, so, but Alfred's there. Alfred is there. So Agard's going to... Um, Alfred, I feel you are more familiar with this type of travel than perhaps we are. Do you know what could have happened to you, Brown? Should we be worried? Um, well, I mean, I, he's not here. I lost a toe doing it. Well, and he kind of holds up his his claw. And you guys see, remember, when you guys were looking at Brilla's farm, right. there were the four slash marks, and he kind of holds up that same... <laughs> Agard uh, immediately looks down on the ground to see if there's any pieces of Ebron. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Alfred's like, um, but like, I, I made it through, uh-huh. so I would say if we don't see any pieces of him, like, I mean, he, he maybe just didn't make it. Maybe, maybe he didn't walk in the portal. I mean, you and I came through first. Should uh, maybe, maybe who came through last? What? I, did Did you guys? Well, yeah, you guys got here last, but did Ebron try to? I don't know. Was he the last one? I thought one? he went in after Agard and Alfred. Oh. Um. I don't. I don't know. Um. Do, can one of you guys like talk to Polyphony? I I can't. I can't talk to her telepathically. But I don't know if one of you oh, guys no, hold can. Hold on. <laughs> what is she doing? I think she's. In this world, sometimes we have to release what we've eaten. Katie, there are bushes for that. No! <laughs> okay, I tried to send a message. I don't know if she heard it. I, 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 I haven't heard anything back. Um, I'll let you know if it worked. Okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think the only other option we have is to talk to Polyphony about what could have happened. Um, <clears throat> but... If if you message her and she didn't say anything back, maybe maybe she's busy. Um, I don't have the ability to, to contact her. Just for like 
clarification. This is Jessica for Katie. She literally just tried to think a sentence like, hey, can you come help us? Yeah, like she true. doesn't have send message or right. anything yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> well, um, I'm torn. I'm a little worried, you know, about the brown and, and everything. But at the same time, I feel like a really strong pull from the city that way at the same time. I feel like there's got to be either a large or multiple chunks of these purple wavenium that we've been hunting and looking for. Right. Um, can we can we try to get these stones and get them back so that they stop corrupting the land? And then, you know, then maybe we can we can focus if we don't find a brone during mm-hmm. it or he doesn't find us. We can focus on that. I mean, that is that is why we were here. <clears throat> if. <laughs> I have no way of helping a brown if something happened while we, you know, traveled here anyway. So, well, well, I can tell you if we get all the stones, I won't head back until we find a brown. Like, I will help you guys. You, you're helping me. So, I rolled for my worry and I got a nat one. So, Katie's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Can I just say. I called it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. <laughs> the first roll that matters will be a one. Yep. Care. Mm. Boop. Nah, it's a brown. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's fine. He's got it. He's got um, his arrows. Alfred, can you fly up and see if you could see any sort of corruption in that area from the stones? Yeah. Can you kind of. That's a good idea. Can you see him and he kind of looks at Katie? He just closes his eyes and he squints real hard like he's thinking and then he just goes invisible. And then you just hear that as his wings start flapping he kind of flies up his wings are like hummingbird wings so you hear that oh, that's noise cute. and he kind of goes up and then takes a couple minutes or so and, and he do you guys want to do anything while he's gone looking like have any conversation amongst the three of you well uh, agard is looking around the tree rockers is just jotting you know, stuff down in his notebook piece of tail or mane or you know <laughs> just to see if there's any the whole arm you want to roll anything? An or? arrow shard. <laughs> yeah. no, you, you, I mean, you can roll a perception and see. Like one of those leather hooded masks with a zipper on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're looking for oh, wood stones. No. <laughs> nope. No. Agar's looking at like two trees over. He forgot what tree we came out of. <laughs> There's this grand oak and this little skinny sycamore. He's looking around the sycamore like, oh. <laughs> Maybe he came out of this tree. That's, it, what it ha- that's what happened. He just got sent to another tree. True. Brock was just jotting stuff down. Yeah, yeah. He can survive. Katie's literally just like waiting he, for Alfred like in the air. He's, he's mumbling stuff like stuff to himself like Looking quietly like just under his breath just stuff about what he's jotting down. It's about it. So we are are we like on a anything? hill like where we can see kind of into the town or are we like level so with the town or how kind we... of it, it, you're not a lot higher than the town to where you're looking down on it, but it is a hill mm. that's kind of slanted downward. Um, I'd say you're probably 20 to 30 feet elevated above where the gate is, okay. but you're about, I'd say anywhere between 50 to 75 yards away. So you're not okay. super close up on it. You're sure. still a little ways away and you're basically where it starts to descend to okay. the gate. Okay. I'm near you. Can I hear anything interesting that you're mumbling to yourself? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not interesting to Brock. I don't know how interesting it'd be to Katie. It's just, just like alchemy stuff. He's drawing or not drawing up. Essentially writing out what he's predicting for an experiment that he's going to do later involving acid and poison. Oh, acid and poison. Hmm. 
We're, okay, so we're just, yeah, so um, he's, while we're standing there, I, I hope Ibron is okay. I mean, he's more than capable of taking care of himself, but I hope he was at least, he traveled someplace where, you know, he arrives safely. You know, it's funny that this keeps happening to him. I wonder if he's just meant for another path. You I don't never know. know. I don't know. While that conversation is taking place and you hear Katie mention some stuff, you hear the wings start to get louder again <gasps> as Alfred comes back. And as soon as he lands, you guys can see the little depressions in the dirt around you for his paws. And then he drops his invisibility. He's like, um, so, hey guys, uh, I didn't really find any corruption, so to speak, but it was really weird because like a lot of the buildings look abandoned. Like, they they look like somebody hasn't been there for a little while. I didn't see a lot of people moving about. I actually didn't see anybody moving about, which was kind of weird. Uh, I saw some animals. I saw, like, cats, dogs, like, normal, you know, wildlife in and around towns, but no people, which I found odd. Um, didn't Polyphony told us that goblins and stuff were here, right? Yeah. She said they thought that they were encroaching on the town, but I, I don't know if they had... Com- I didn't think they had completely taken over, but by the looks of it, they could have. Well, she she told us to go to a tavern at the stereo town. Oh, yeah, that's there. I thought they had... Didn't they had... They, there was something in the... There was something in the cellar <laughs> that she told us uh, about. Wasn't there something there? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She had mentioned that there was a, a door to the tunnels in the cellar. I think they had barricaded it, though, if I remember what she said correctly. Well, I say we, let's head to the center of town and, and let's see the tavern and see what state the town's in. Should we kind of um, do this a little stealthily? Because we don't know what is maybe watching us. Certainly. Okay. If that's the case... I think I should probably stay out of town. What do you guys think? Or maybe, ooh, I could turn invisible yeah. and I could just sit mm-hmm. on top of the the, the tavern that we're going to. If you guys are fine with that. Yeah, yeah be, I think that in works. In case something happens, you'd be there to help. Okay, do you guys want me to stay with you until we get there or do you want me just to go straight there? Because I can go straight there right now. No, I, I think if you go straight there, then we'll... I, I think maybe if you... Well, if you see anything that you think we should be aware of, I don't know if we should have some sort of signal or... I mean, we only have a few more hours of light. Mm-hmm. True. But, I mean... Let's at least go down to the cellar and see this barricaded door and then leave town. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Leave okay. Then off. I will go sit on the roof. Okay. Great. And Alfred turns visible again. You guys hear his wings and he kind of takes off. Okay, great. All right, let's let's head into town. Yeah, let's so go. We go to the, I guess the closest gate. And... So as you guys descend the hill and approach the gate, you notice that this gate, at one point, when it worked and was manned, it opened outward, and as it closed, there was stone on the wall built in so that the doors couldn't open inward. They only opened out. Mm-hmm. But at the state that it's in right now, those wooden doors that opened out are now looking like they're getting ready to fall. They're leaning outward. Um, they look like they've been kind of broken and messed with. 
And as you approach, you guys do see what looks like banners and like flags. But it's just carcasses of like deer and different animals that have a strange symbol marked on them. What's the symbol? Go ahead and make a perception check <gasps> looking at the banners. No. Hold on. I'm on the right, I'm on the right thing. Can you use some water? No, I'm good, thanks. Your face is getting red now, though. I think you got burned. It's about burnt. It's a tan. Oh, 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 oh. Katie is oh, rolling. Mm, 10. 15. Which for me is low. <clears throat> so, my passive perception is 18. So, <laughs> wow. Agard. Agard and Brock are studying this hide that has been turned into a, a banner. And as they're kind of looking at it, Katie waits probably about five to ten seconds. And she just kind of leans in between the two of you guys. And Katie, you recognize that it is the clan of the Black Moon symbol. You've heard about them in your, in your training and your learning in Tanea. It is a hobgoblin tribe that you know has been kind of they cross with like goblins and which is very strange because most of them stay separated but this clan of the black moon is known to work with different dark magics and it typically includes like trolls hobgoblins and goblins so they do kind of run the gamut of these underground dwelling species I guess we're going to have to deal with the clan of the Black Moon now, huh? I think an Agard rolled a 10, so Agard's like, yes. <laughs> I love it. it. Exactly, exactly my thoughts. Well, I don't... Do I know, like, anything else, like, in regards to... Now that you've mentioned it to the group, you can roll a, like a history check. Can we all roll history? Mm-hmm. Since she mentioned it? Yeah, since she mentioned it. Please, someone else roll history. She doesn't remember shit from class. 17 for Agard. It is a one. one. So, <laughs> that's, that's pretty average. It's a one? <laughs> it's a one. Oh, no. Not wow. a natural one, but a one. <laughs> we turn back around and Katie's asleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Katie. So, so, Katie mentions that and you guys are kind of like, oh. And you kind of look at her and she's like, that's that's all I got. Like, just the name. And, but... Baraka and Agard, you guys start to remember stories that you've heard of these different tribes that became a clan. It originally was just hobgoblins and goblins, and then it expanded from there. There is a big following in some of the uh, ground-dwelling species that basically you're either, if the clan, if you come across the clan of the Black Moon, you either join them or you die. That's That's the only two options, and they do... Braca, you know they dabble in dark magic. Your former tribe leader had tried to convince your tribe to join the clan of the Black Moon before you had left. All right. I guess we'll convey that to, to Katie. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Braca would just say <laughs> they know dark magic and stuff like that. So they're probably pretty dangerous. Oh, gosh. Okay. Let's proceed with caution. I'm definitely going to have to be very careful. Don't know how we're going to swipe one of these crystals from them. 
It's if we can find it, hopefully Alfred can figure out exactly where it is. And even then, how? Well, let's head to the tavern and see if we can find anything else. So, um, we're going to move forward. Do we want to kind of just keep to the buildings and not um, go straight in the middle of the walk area here? So that way we can just... What, I mean, sure. Observe. So as you guys start to walk through the gates, you get this very eerie feeling like something's watching you. It's a ghost town. You can hear little creaks and things off in the distance around you as you guys pass through. I mean, hearing this and all, can we do some sort of check to see if we can see anything? Like, peek into a window sure, or something? you can make, like, a perception check. Ooh, it's a six. 25. So you get this feeling that you're being watched. Mm-hmm. And as you enter through and you start looking around, Agard slows down a bit and just kind of starts to take in his surroundings and look completely around the group and the party as you guys enter in. Brock and Katie get a couple feet ahead of you, probably five, ten feet ahead of you as you're looking around. You realize that the feeling that you had, you see this set of eyes pop up in one of the windows in the mm-hmm. houses and disappear. And you kind of look at it, and you kind of lock in on where you saw them. And all of a sudden, you see them come up again, and you see it's like furry ears. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a little cat that's just kind of poking its eyes up in the building and then hiding. Okay. And then kind of popping up and looking, and then hiding again. So, Agard, seeing the cat, mm-hmm. um, is going to get down really low. He is going to... Speech of beast and leaf. Okay. And speak to the cat and say, we we mean you no harm. We're here to find out what happened to the people that lived here. As you started to say that, mm-hmm. the head darted mm-hmm. underneath the window. And then it slowly now, like, before it was kind of, like, cautious, like, they don't know I'm here. Right. But now it's, like, that super slow, like, oh, shit, I'm caught. Mm-hmm. Look, as the cat kind of appears and looks... With that, can they communicate back, they or are they just? I, I can't. It's just they can understand. It says you can communicate with, though not understand, beasts and plants, and have advantage on charisma checks to influence them. Okay, so as you finish saying that, you see the head kind of pop back up, and the head looks to be, it's um, black and orange, mm-hmm. as far as the coloring goes, and it disappears, mm-hmm. and then you see this. Cat uh, looks probably, I don't know, a couple years old, come out of the house that you had said something to. And Katie and Braca, as you guys are walking, you can hear this purr behind you. And do you guys want to turn and look? Yeah, probably. So uh, as you guys kind of hear that noise and you guys turn to look, you can see this cat rubbing up against Agard's feet. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's black and orange. It, it's got, it's primarily black, but it has like orange spots across its body with a little bit of white on its belly. <gasps> um, so it, it just kind of walks out and kind of walks around Agar's feet. And you feel like you can understand that sure. it is acknowledging what you said. Right. Agar's going to reach into a, a pouch and pull out a little bit of dried meat that he has and just give it to the cat. Okay. 
knowing that it's probably hard for the cat to find food yeah. right now. Cat will take it. Okay. Um, Agard will then... Um, um, say, can I ask you a couple of questions? Meow. So he's going to hold out both hands in front of the cat, and he'll say, um, are there currently goblins or anything that is bad and not usually in the town here if there are put your paw on this hand if there are not put your paw on this hand it like sits down like looking at you for a minute sure and it walks over to the left hand of agard and kind of it doesn't put its paw on it but it nuzzles its head against the left hand of the there's danger here, mm-hmm. but doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It just knows that it's sure. kind of fighting for its life type of thing. Right. So. And Agard will, kind of knowing what he knows about goblins and hobgoblins, knowing that they're mainly nocturnal, mm-hmm. will say, is there more danger now or when night comes? Again, if it's more danger now, you know, this hand, if it's more danger when the sun is down at night, this hand. Again, he kind of pauses and kind of looks at both hands. <clears throat> kind of walks between them mm-hmm. and then slowly kind of walks towards Agar's right hand towards okay. Knight. Okay. And kind you of want to roll to see if I under, and like an insight to see if I understand that? What do you mean? I feel like he would, but... you, I, I think that you're... Being a druid mm-hmm. and being empathetic with nature, I think you could pick up on the fact that this cat feels like it's kind of in danger all the time, mm-hmm. but typically at night is when it needs to hide a lot more. Okay. But the fact that you saw it in the window, I mean, it was shocked, but it, when you said it meant no harm, sure. he was like, okay, nobody else talks to me type thing, or I can't understand anyone else. So, um, We're here to try to find out what happened and see if we can help. For the time being, would you like to stay with us? You just hear, meow, and he kind of runs off towards the tavern. Like when you said, we want to find out what happens, it meowed and instantly ran in that direction. Like, and is just kind of doing circles in front of the door of the tavern. We should follow our new friend. Okay. That is so cute. Are we going to keep it? It's up to him, whether he wants to be kept or not. But he will probably stay with us for now. Is it a he or a her? Well, it's walking okay, away after I could tell. We're, we're going to say it's a her. Okay. So we'll go to the tavern. So the party follows the cat to the tavern door. You get there. The door is slightly ajar. What kind of magic is that? <laughs> and only slightly ajar. It's How do they do? Like the top's a door, the bottom's a jar? The door is cracked open. Oh. Agard's going to open the door. Stealthily, if I, if I can. Without checking for traps? I already said I was going to do it. Sorry. Jeez Louise. It's like you're an amateur or something. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Agard presses the door open. Um, trying to be stealthy here. It opens pretty like slow and it does have a little bit of a creak and it is loud it stops about halfway open and you hear a a 
thud like it hit something. Oh, okay. But it's not super loud because you weren't slamming the door open, so it doesn't right. like sound like everything's clattering, but you can hear the thump. Right. Okay. And you just kind of stop pushing the door. Can I fit through the door as much as it's open? Yeah. Okay. You can fit through it. So Agar just kind of kind of Agar kind of look around the door to see what it stopped on. Agar, as you look around, you can see what looks like a stool that has fallen over into the path of the door. So it just kind of bumped the stool. Um, it is a square stool, so okay. it's oh, that's okay. Um, okay, then he's gonna just step inside. Not one to you're not gonna, he's not gonna <coughs> move the stool or anything. Agar is the biggest of all of us, so if we can fit through, then. We're probably yeah, okay. Agar's able to, to shimmy through and, I mean, just kind of sidestep and you're able to get into the door. As you sidestep into the door and get there, you see that this place has been just ransacked. Tables are broken. Stools are everywhere. Benches are broken. Things are thrown all around. As you look over towards the bar, you see any and all of, like, the drinkware that they had is just scattered everywhere. You can see some of the kegs that they had tapped. Just have holes ripped in the front of them. Um, there's still some with like a little bit of liquid, depending on how the, the tap was ripped out. But for the most part, all of those are empty. Okay. Um, hey, Agard. Yeah. Is it, is it okay? Yes. Yeah, in? you can come in. All right. Does the cat follow? Did the co- cat go in there? The cat will follow. Oh, okay. All right. So I sidestep in there with um, Agard. Okay. Is Brocco coming? Yeah, yeah, after a little bit, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so Agar's going to try to find the the way to the cellar. Braca, before you walk in, you just hear, Hey, um, I'll call Alfred. Hey, <laughs> hey is everybody going inside? Braca's going to, like, pat his chest real quick or his heart oh is. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. And it's at that point that you you guys that are already inside, you can hear like, and see like tries to move on the roof and maneuver to where he can see stuff. (laughs) I'm gonna go back outside and say, Draconic, don't break the tavern trying to get on top of it. (laughs) You you can just hear, in Draconic, he responds back, "I'm trying not to." So as you walk in, you can see um, after you backed away, the cat kind of got a little hesitant, but as soon as you entered, he kind of followed and you see he kind of darts past everybody real quick and then just kind of rubs up against Agard's foot and just kind of stays near Agard because that is who talked to him. If, so. if, if the cat does that, I, the Agard will just reach his hand down and see if the cat wants to be picked up. If you want to pick Fair the cat up, he'll get picked up. Of just here. pick him up and put him on my shoulder. He'll just kind of, kind of settle in and you just see him kind of, or yeah, you see her Settle in, and yep. she just kind of lays down on uh, Agard's shoulder. Head is closer to Agard's face. You can feel her kind of nuzzle into your neck. Brock and Katie, you guys are about five feet behind, and you guys are just searching. Go ahead and make an, I would say an investigation check, since you're looking for something specific. True. Because you're looking for, like, the staircase, 18. right? 13. Like anything leading to a cellar? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a two, so I just didn't think that that was needed to say no. So Katie walks, like, back 
towards yeah. the wall. Towards one end of the, the tavern that has like the fireplace. She doesn't know what a cellar around. is. So she's just looking out windows like, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> Agard, you, you find what looks like foot traffic into that just ends hmm. like near a wall and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Braca, as he mentions this and you guys are all walking around looking, you notice that everything is destroyed here and ransacked. There's nothing on the walls or anything except for one sconce that is near where the footsteps end on the wall. And it's about, say, four feet high, just sitting there on the wall. And that's it. Just shot. That's the only thing on the walls anywhere that hasn't been damaged or destroyed or taken off. Because he can't quite reach it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> he points it out. I don't. So he points out that there's a sconce on the wall. You yeah. you do feel like it's out of place. Looking okay. at it, there's nothing else on the walls. You can see sconces that have been ripped off, that are like all around in the pile of rubble that used to be tables, right, uh, and benches. But this one is still attached. Um, Rocco. Go over and touch it. Yeah, I was gonna say Rocco's gonna say good. Pull it, or push it in, or twist it, or do something with okay, it. Okay, good. Because I, I was going to say, I don't think Agard would think of that. He's not been yeah. confronted with this before. So, yeah, he'll just go up to you and... Um, you don't, I don't think you'd have to pull hard. Try not yeah. to break it. So he just, yeah, real lightly with like maybe a finger, just pulls on the sconce. So as you pull it towards you, mm-hmm. you can feel as it kind of comes out of the wall and down a little. Uh-huh. And you hear this... Okay. And as you do, you can hear what sounds like a creak, and you see where the footsteps ended. This like wood panel kind of opens slightly. It is at the other end of the bar, so it's it's walled in. So it looks like the steps went around the bar behind it, and then it ends right there at that. So as you do that, and it cracks and it creaks open, you guys see it just has it's only open like two or three inches. And we all notice that that's what opened. We don't mm-hmm. okay. You hear the click and you can hear the creak, and as you look, it okay. looks like the wall's still slowly moving, and then it stops. Okay. Mysterious inviting room. Mysterious inviting room. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Katie on the other side right. start chanting, Mysterious right. inviting room. Yes, you do like those, Katie. Brock is just going to say, I don't know what it is with secret rooms. Let's go, let's go. We've got to check it out. So, who's closest then? Who's on the other side? I'm assuming I'm farthest away, or Agard's farthest Braca away. Braca and Agard are near the door. Okay, okay, okay. The sconce is behind the bar, too. Okay. Like when you pulled that, gotcha, it's gotcha. it's literally okay. triggered something right next to the sconce. So okay. you, Braca and Agard are standing in front of it, and Katie just heard you guys the click and turned and saw the door slowly open. We should pr- proceed with caution. Um, I, I can go first. It's, it's up to you. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't want your friend to get hurt. Who has, who can, is it dark? It is dark, heading down into there. Can, I can't see at night. I got it. Oh, okay. Um, Agard pulls out the, the spear from his back and unsheaths the blade so there's light. Okay, yep, so blade. that, I think it, it goes out to 15 feet, correct? Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. now Katie's able to see 15 feet. Out from the 
the spear as he pulls it out, and so is Crocker. I think Crocker was wanting to go first. No, I'm just like basically holding it up at the entrance mm-hmm. right now. But yeah, so we're going to see the entrance. Right. Oh, yep. I gotcha. So we can see inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we see? Yeah, it's 15 foot radius. Um, we can see clearly, and then dim light another 15 feet. So, are you opening the door? Because last I knew the door cracked open, and it's only it's like three to four inches. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying it would continue open. to open. Yeah. So it, it continued to open after you heard the click, and yeah. then it stopped then after it stopped. a couple of okay. inches. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. So yes, I because I'm assuming Brock is in front of me now. Yeah. So I I would grab the the door, like over him. He's in front of me, and just like slowly start opening it, pushing or pulling. Slow. Oh no! This is not Katie in another door. Opening it. <laughs> I said slowly. So Sorry. as you as you, I need another hand. As Katie as Katie puts her hand on the door yeah. and just slowly presses it open, it's similar to the the front door to the tavern. It slowly opens, but it doesn't catch on anything mm-hmm. until it's opened. All the way, then you hear the thunk as it hits what sounds like a wall. Looking in because the spear is lit, it looks like there is a hallway that goes back about 10 to 15 feet, and then it looks like it turns to the right. I'm sorry. Um, I thought I was pulling it towards me, but I'm pushing it forward. You're pushing it in. Does it look like there's been foot traffic through here? You see some foot traffic. It looks similar to... What you, the footprints you saw leading to it that looked like they were in dust right. but then dust has gathered on top of those footprints too okay. so they're not fresh tracks but they're also not the oldest tracks in mm-hmm. here right okay. yeah Brocco will um, say well I'm gonna go in if you guys want to follow you can if I see anything I'll run back um, I mean I, I can I can follow you and I'll, I'll, I'll be in the rear. So as you get to <clears throat> the corner, you realize that there are stairs leading down to your right. Okay. The foot traffic looks like it continues down those stairs where you were following. There's not much else. You do see what looks like drag marks that look like they're from barrels that they have dragged up and uh, into the bar as well as maybe when they restocked when this place was popular um, before the goblins destroyed Avorgos maybe them taking them down as well. Okay, Brock will dismount that and just keep going. So you uh, head down the stairs. The stairs are about 10 foot descent. So you come down and now you're standing on solid ground. It feels very damp. Um, The smell in here it smells almost like Mildew, yeah. It's yes. very moist down here. It is very moist down there, and it smells mildew. Oh, what was that sound effect? It's like a moist. Don't. <laughs> Do you have, d- does Raka have dark vision? Yeah, 60. He does. Okay, so as you get down there and you look around, <clears throat> you can see what looks like old barrels. They don't look like the ones upstairs. They don't have holes punched in them or anything like that. But as you're scanning the room... The wall directly across from you as you get onto this landing and look across has what appears to be 
a sealed door. It looks metal. It looks like it's been reinforced, and it looks like it has wooden planks that have been driven around it to try to hold it. It does look like there has been force against it from the other side. The wood boards don't look like they are 100% structurally with their integrity. A drawbar. A drawbar. So the four drawbars that are like mounted to this door, they, they look like they've taken some damage, but not that they're getting ready to fail. But you can see some cracks in the outside of them and things like that where they're sealing this circular object over a hole. Does it look like if these drawbars are like fully destroyed, the door would just like fall? It wouldn't fall. You see that there are large hinges on the left side of the door. So the tunnel, I'm assuming that this probably leads to maybe a tunnel or something. Because this just reminds me of the tunnel back in the, um, like down the well. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of that. And I believe we were told that this door did lead. Did, they, did they, she tell us that there was a door that they sealed that Polyphony, led to? Polyphony tunnels. did tell you there was a sealed door in the cellar of the tavern in the center of town that led into the tunnels. Okay. Brock is gonna say, so, do we want to see if we could get this door down and go through the tunnel, or find another way through? I I believe uh, we can try that. We have a very short time until dark. Well, come back another time. Sure, but I think, yeah, we can definitely try that. Uh, Agard's thinking of something else, too, at the time. Do you have anything else for this? I don't want to no. take away. How many barrels of wine or ale or anything are down in the cellar here? There's about five. Well, you know what? Roll a d10. Make me do all the work. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, seven. There's seven barrels. <gasps> um, Rocka, hmm. how much poison do you have on you? I'm not. You want to poison the barrels? Well, the state of things in the tavern upstairs looks as though they have ransacked the place and drank. If we were to take these upstairs and poison them, maybe set them outside on the side of the building or something, where they will be noticed quickly, and then I'm assuming the way goblins and hobgoblins are, probably consumed quite rapidly. If we were able to poison these barrels, maybe that could give us an advantage. Rocco, you sure. were talking about poison before. It's my whole thing. One of my whole things. <laughs> it's your main thing. It's your bag. Main thing, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, we could do this. It wouldn't take long. I could just pour poison into the barrels. I'm going to, um, Agard is going to look down and, and put his hand on his little feline friend. And say, I'm going to set you down. Why don't you run back upstairs? Um, we need to carry some things upstairs. And I don't want to. So he picks up, lays it down. Didn't you pick up some poison from the camp that that woman decided to drink herself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have three, yeah, three vials of that. Okay. Um, three vials of spider poison. Um, 
You could just make it a mixed bag. That's and I, and I can, right? And I can make more poison. Okay, um, how big are these barrels? Agar's just grab them and start carrying them upstairs. They're good size. They're wooden barrels. You know, Agard has powerful build. <laughs> I'd say you could probably carry two at a time. Okay. So he's going to do that. He's one gonna, under each arm. He's got uh-huh. one. Okay. Great. So a couple trips. We'll get them upstairs. Where do we want to put them? I, I, I don't know if we want to keep them in here. Do we want to put them outside? I, 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 I don't want to make it an obvious trap. But at the same time, I don't know if anyone will be through this building again tonight. Um, why don't we leave some in here, but then maybe put a couple outside, like kind of like breadcrumbs, but you know, not okay. What is the word? Auspiciously. Suspiciously. Hmm? There's another word that I'm thinking. Oh, sorry. I can't think of it. That's a, it's okay. Yeah, no, we'll put know. a couple on the side of the building. I think. The, I are there any other buildings? Suspiciously. There you That's go. What I'm Are there any other buildings out next to the tavern that we would think? So, there's not any other buildings around the tavern that look like they are establishments for food, mm-hmm. but there are different ones that look like you can see what looks like the, the remainder of a sign with like a uh, thread. Mm-hmm. It's like the T and the H are on one side, broken, and the other okay. rest of threads is on the other side. You can tell there's a few different what look like storefronts mm-hmm. around there, and then a couple that look like homes Okay, across from it. So, Agard wants to kind of, again, not to be conspicuous, Agard would like to move inside the tavern, move any kind of tables or anything from the center of the room and set one of the barrels there. Just so they walk in, if anyone were to walk in, they would see it. But, you know, it's not, again, we don't have a neon sign pointing down at it. And I don't Cats will drink this, but you want to go ahead and tell our little friend. That's not a good to point. Lick it. Um, good point. So I, Agar conveys that to the cat. So we need to. Are we doing this tonight? Well, how long do you think it'll take you to move all these barrels? A couple minutes. Okay, because um, we need to. I need to poison them now before you move them. Well, they're, we, we, they're upstairs now, so we're got them kind of all in the middle of the room. Could Braca do an investigation check to um see, like, gauge how big the barrels are and kind of calculate how many ounces of poison he would need? The barrels are, like, Braca's size, and you feel like you would have to dump at least an entire vial of the poison okay. in a bar- per barrel okay. for it to do anything. Okay. Well, yeah. I have six vials total, <clears throat> okay. um, and I can make another vial of poison. Okay. So yeah, let's get everything. Let's get six of these poison now. We'll take these outside, then create your last thing of poison for the one that's in here. Okay. So while we move these outside and around, that works. Okay. Yeah. So he does a vial per barrel. How much time do we have until nightfall? I'd say at this point you have the the sun is starting to set. Okay. You probably have. Another 45 minutes to an hour before it's completely gone. Yeah, we got to move here. Brock is going to ask you like, take mm-hmm. the tops off the barrels or whatever, and then just start dumping poison. Do you need to take the tops off, or do they have bung holes? They they do have the bung holes. Yeah. So you can just pop the okay. bung hole out and pour the, okay. uh, the poison. So I'll help you pop out the bung holes. Okay. <laughs> if you'd like. That was all total Alex knowledge. Braca's, Agar knows nothing about bubbles. While Braca's dumping the poison into the barrels, he's going to 
very quietly say to himself, Interconic, as quietly as he can, as he can. This takes me back. Putting poison in bone holes? <laughs> so we put a, a couple of the barrels, the ones he's already poisoned, next to that building. And then I want to look around and see... Do you want, I don't know, like, do you what's want another... to help us so we can do this? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I can, I can carry two at once, so it's that's... We'll I be done. As soon as you're done with that one in the middle... Okay. I probably could technically do two, since I think I can carry over 450 pounds, but... Yeah. Yeah, you can carry two under each arm. And they roll, too, so... Yeah, okay. Okay. So, yeah, we kind of want to spit them out, or I guess out in that center town area a little bit. So, are you putting them, like, out in the street? Around, I would or? put them kind of like next to a building, but not like right up against it. Like they wanted to be noticed, but not like again a big target pointed on them or something. You know, tip one over a little bit. Sure, <clears throat> make it look like it was just kind of rolled out mm-hmm. somewhere. So, are all three of you placing the barrels, or is it well, just we are, we are placing the last the, the six that were already poisoned? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock is currently in the tavern with the last barrel we're leaving in there. Making poison to put in that. Okay, so I want you to roll deception or stealth, whichever one's higher, to try to make the barrels blend in like they've been there and they just missed them. Okay, Uh, that is a twenty-one with stealth. A nineteen with deception. A dirty twenty with stealth. So we'll we'll go with stealth if that's the highest of your rolls. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, 20.5 is a pretty good average. So you guys are able to maneuver these barrels and make them look like they blend in. As you you put one near where you see a couple different barrels and crates on the barn and you kind of use some hay to make it look like it's been Mm -hmm. there a little bit. You kind of blend it in with the surroundings so that it's not obvious that it has just been moved. And those six barrels, I mean, they look like they've been there for weeks mm-hmm. untouched i i kind of agree with what jess said though i think a, a guard maybe open one pop another bunghole and um maybe have it like a little bit spill out you know what i mean like i don't know yeah, you, 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 you yeah. can do that the um, this yeah, pop a bungholes. <laughs> it's that's a thing you definitely some of them have some um spilt liquid around them yeah um definitely makes it look like they've been there for a little bit you're able to make one look like maybe the bottom is leaking Mm. type of thing just with the the liquid the spill that you made the bottom does leak uh okay so once we got them placed (laughs) agar's gonna uh, rush back over to the tavern braca how are we at this last oh i was just waiting on the cat is still there Mm -hmm. we are leaving town for the night would you like to come with us? The cat just kind of prances up to you and just starts rubbing against your feet. Okay, I'll scoop it up again and put it on my shoulder. Sure. Uh, I suggest shoulder. we get out of town as soon as possible. Um, I would say at this point you guys probably have about 15-20 minutes to get out of town before the sun is completely down. Yeah. Braca, when um, we're like leaving, he's going to like sort of like whisper shout up to Alfred and just like Interconic and just say we're leaving. Um, stay here if you want. The moment you say we're leaving, you hear quietly just a as he starts kind of flapping his wings and kind of mm-hmm. taking off. Okay. Yeah, let's, I'd, I'd say let's, um, you know. Do you want to go back the way we came in or yeah. the other way? I, I say let's go back to where we came in, to the tree, and um, 
figure out where we want to go from there. How far was the tree from town? It wasn't very far from town. Okay, it was like should, 50 to 75 yards, yeah, I think is what I said. a lot farther away. Yeah. Than that Agar basically takes the cat, holds an arm, like a football, and, and is running out of town. <clears throat> Oh, running? Agard is. Alright. Agard will make a perception check with disadvantage, because he is running. Okay. But if you're not immediately running out of town, I make mean, a perception check. I mean, Brock is running, too. He's trying to keep pace with Agard. Okay, if you're, if you're running with disadvantage. 14 with, that's the, the 16 or 14. <laughs> Four. So, you guys, you guys don't hear much mm-hmm. as you're leaving town. As you get out of the gates, mm-hmm. you can hear what sounds like wood cracking or being moved. Mm-hmm. And you can hear like, and you can hear what sounds like in the distance people kind of. Not people. Come well, on. They're... not people, but creatures communicating back and forth in a language sure. that you um, aren't necessarily familiar with. Right. We're going to end this episode here, as the party has laid a trap for the Clan of the Black Moon with leftover ale barrels they found hidden in the cellar beneath the tavern. Braca and the party poisoned the barrels by popping the bungholes and planted them around town to make them look like barrels that were passed over initially. As they finished setting up the barrels and left town, they heard creatures emerging from the tunnels beneath Thank you, friends and fellow adventurers, for tuning in for another week of chaos and fun with the cast of Cocked, a Real Play RPG podcast. We are so thankful for each and every listener. Also, a very big thank you to our Patreon subscribers. If you are interested in subscribing to our Patreon, who will have access to prequel episodes to the campaign in the next few months, then check out the episode description as there is a link to our Patreon there. If you enjoy our series, then please check out the description as well for our cast handles on Instagram. Please go follow and like whatever posts you see from them. Will the party escape of Orgos as night sets on the town, or will they be spotted and seen by members of the Clan of the Black Moon? Tune in next week to answer this question and celebrate our 25th campaign episode. And it's at that point that you get, you guys that are already inside, you can hear like, as he like oh, no. tries to move on the roof and maneuver Santa. to where he can see stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna go back outside and say, Draconic, don't break the tavern trying to get on top of it. <laughs> you, you can just hear in Draconic, he responds back, "I'm trying not to." He speaks Draconic. He's a dragon. He's a dragon. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I just, I'm here. <laughs> It's been speaking Sylvan this whole time. I don't so, know. So smug. He's a dragon. <laughs> exactly. Like, gosh, dang, guys. Make me feel terrible about myself. All right, let's go. <laughs> He's a fey dragon. That's why he speaks Sylvan and Draconic. All right, anyways, let's go. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> uh.